You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Earth Station Who listeners, and welcome to another episode. Thank you guys for being here, and we've got a good one. We're going back to Big Finish, and we are looking at the fourth part of the Paternoster Gang. We are looking at Heritage Part 4. It's interesting. It wraps up the storyline all the way from the stuff that happened in the first stories of you know the first season, whatever you want to call it, for Big Finish, and goes all the way through, and... It was very interesting to see Jenny Strax and Madame Vastra back and some other characters that returned. And we will talk all about that in a few minutes. But, of course, we will be spoiling it, as we always like to say. You know, even though that has been out for, what, a year and a half now? We're still going to spoil it. So, But it should be a ton of fun. we got a great crew, of course. It's just going to be the three of us tonight. So let's say hey to Mike Gordon and Mary Ogle. Howdy! Hey, everybody! It's great to be here. Yes, and of course, we want to have a chance for you guys to hop in, also. So please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. Definitely would love to hear from you, and we'll be seeing you guys live in a couple weeks. It's well, not even a couple weeks. It's as of recording. It's what a week and a half, and so it's it's coming up real close. So it's pretty awesome, and we got. A lot of things happening at Dragon Con, and we will tell you guys about that at the end of the show. So give you guys a chance to, you know, digest what we've got to talk about tonight, and we'll give you a nice dessert afterwards. So it'll be very nice. So we got a lot to hit on. So Doctor Who news right off the bat. Still not a ton of Doctor Who news. Nothing really. I'm almost expecting any day now. Um, we're going to get hopefully a trailer for Jody's last episode, at least, you know, for the that centennial. That would be nice. So I really would like to, you know, see what happens with that. And, you know, I just want to see, you know, not be surprised completely. Oh, by the way, it's next week. You know, type thing. <laughs> I think. Tomorrow. <laughs> it'll be on tomorrow. And, you know, so the trailer should be out. Um, sooner than later if if it goes past like the second week in September I'll be real shocked I really will because that's going to pr- pretty much be just about a month from when it's airing so you know hopefully 
we'll be able to do it and see it and get some information about it because we don't really have any. There's been some great fan art out there about, you know, pictures of, you know, Jody's doctors with the glowing hands or glowing eyes and, you know, stuff like that. And also I downloaded, someone did an amazingly beautiful uh, picture with Jody's doctor in the center and it faded in the background was Dr. Seven and Dr. Five and they had Tegan and Ace underneath of them and then they showed Tegan and Ace from what they looked like in that little trailer that they did show. So it was really nicely done. So there's some cool stuff out there if you try to find it, but I'm waiting for the official stuff, folks. I really am. It should be a ton of fun. So um, otherwise, we got, you know, the, no real news about the 60th anniversary, like we said. Uh, we are getting a new Blu-ray set, though. We are getting the first Doctor is coming to Blu-ray. And we are going to be getting his second season. So that should be pretty darn awesome because that's episodes like, you know, you're going to get the, isn't the, I think the Aztecs was in that season. I know that's such a good one. And Dalek invasion of earth is in that one because you're going to not only have the original crew, but you also then get Vicky because Susan leaves in that season. So, you know, and it's interesting. They actually announced that Maureen O'Brien will be reprising her role as Vicky in like the trailer for it. So I think that's I think that's pretty awesome that they're doing that. So Yeah, so, uh, it's very strange the order that they are releasing these. I think we've talked about it before. It just seems to be so random. Um now with the second season, there's still some missing, right? Yeah, there, there's a couple that are missing. And from what they're going to be doing, they're going to do the still images with the audio. Oh, which, gotcha. you know, that's what so I want to buy. That's so what I want to do. Blu ray set. No. <laughs> Tell us now. So it won't, it, it won't include any of the animated ones? I, I would have to look to see what stories were in the second season because I'm going to claim ignorance on this one and not, you know, play the know-it-all for once and you know say <laughs> what was in doctor who season two so but you know i could i could look real quick so if you guys want to talk and pretend you're you know you're being entertaining so, <laughs> you know, I'll well, at this point i can't I, I i you know i i can't remember which ones were animated so far and which ones haven't been so um you know so i don't know Exactly. I think what Reign of Terror is that in there, or is that the first season? Um, I'm looking right now, and we got Planet of the Giants, the Dalek Invasion of Earth, the Rescue, the Romans, the Web Planet, the Crusades, the Space Museum, the Chase, and the Time Meddler. Is where it ends. Gotcha. Okay. I, I don't know enough about. I can't recall. I know we've reviewed some of those. A lot of them we haven't. No, we haven't uh, yet. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think in that whole set, we've only reviewed three of the stories. I know we've done Dalek. Uh, starting with Dalek. Yeah. And, and we did the Web Planet and we did Time Midler. Yes. And that's so it. Been, so everything uh, else is new to us. Exactly. So it should be interesting to see. Uh, they did say that basically two of the... Uh, the missing two episodes of the Crusades have been, been reconstructed using off-air photography and the original broadcast soundtrack, 
while the remaining episodes have been newly remastered for the best available sources. These classic adventures have never looked or sounded so good on home video. So, we'll see. Well, okay. Yes. I'll be, I'll be I, curious to see. I have very little interest in getting... I mean, I, I enjoy watching this first uh, Doctor Adventures, but I, I don't feel the need to own them and rewatch them over and over again. And I think... And I think... Towards the well, this is the second season, but even after you know, once uh, you you lose Ian and Barbara, I just don't care for any of his the first Doctor's companions after that. Mm, I can kind of agree. You know, you had Stephen, and you had you know who sang in the Gunfighters, which was awesome, and you had Dodo, Shudder, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not you're making my case for me actually uh thank you uh, it's hard to top ian and barbara <laughs> yeah it is i mean it's start and you know i mean I, i'll put susan in there too but i mean i guess i don't know if it's just so they're so iconic because they're the first but i think they were just really good too the dynamic chemistry between them and everything was just really solid and i it took them a long time to in my opinion to recapture that i don't think they recapture that until you know jamie comes on board really with the second doctor and then that's the that's the that's the next uh companion that i think is really solid i could see that i totally could see that it's interesting though because you had so much you know interaction you know, between the first three, you know, Susan, Barbara, and Ian, that it always felt like to me that they were trying to imitate in a lot of ways. Does that make sense? You know, they were trying sure. to try to find that chemistry again. And I don't think, I agree with you when they said they that you didn't have that. Because you had Ben and Polly at the end. And uh, they were uh, very bland. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I wasn't sad when you know when they left or because they made it all the way into the they did make it into the second era of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. and it what they I just didn't feel you know I wasn't upset when they you know when they left during the faceless ones, and it was just like yeah okay I don't feel so bad. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, I you know, look, I mean, I, I I fully admit too. Like I, we just pointed out, I have not seen a lot of episodes in this particular set that you're talking about. So it's possible that in watching these, I might be discover uh, something with companions there that I'm like, oh wow, these are actually a lot better than I thought. So it's possible, but um, there are some good stories. But it doesn't, and, and but I I don't. Um, you know, I don't know if there's been any sort of a, I assume, and I know this is, this, you know, uh, what happens when you do that, but um, yeah, we know they, that they've one. done, they've done some sort of restoration just to make it look as good as possible. I know it's difficult and it's not film. It's, you know, it's, it's that BBC video that just bleeds and looks awful. Uh, I don't know how that's going to look on Blu-ray really. Um, I doubt it'll look much better, but maybe, I don't know. No, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know what? 
let's you know give it a hope um if it goes on sale at amazon i'll probably pick it up <laughs> yeah, I might pick it up. I'm, I'm interested to hear the reviews of it. Yeah, exactly. If, it's, if it sounds like it's worth it. And and exactly. it, it does have a lot of, epi- like we said, it does have a lot of stories that I haven't seen. So that is of interest to me as well. But, I mean, since I have, you know, since I have uh, uh, BritBox, it, there's, you know, you're going to have to do a lot to convince me <laughs> to that it's going to be worth from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to make me spend money on something, you know, that's going to take up some space on my shelf. No, exactly. I, I agree with that. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, also, another bit of news, though. We did get an announcement that Doctor Who is going to be joining in with uh, Magic the Gathering for fans of that game. And I haven't played Magic probably since I had my comic shop. So it's probably going on, (laughs) you know, 28 years, 30 years ago. And, you know, it's interesting because I know there's tons of people that still have Magic tournaments. I know they have them at DragonCon and stuff. And I'll be very curious to see what they do. And they're having, it's just not like one doctor popping in. All the doctors are popping in. So it's pretty neat to see so have either of you guys ever played i have never played i have never played ah gotcha so that's why you guys are quiet because you know yeah i'm sorry it's like i'm like that's cool i guess well it is cool i mean i have heard magic the gathering fans it's and doctor who fans Mm. the crossover is great no i remember when i was living out in seattle they used to have like Wizards of the Coast stores and everything, because that's how popular Magic was. So it's pretty awesome. So yeah, definitely interesting to do that. And I know there's, you know, you have even Lord of the Rings characters who could meet the uh, Doctor. Yeah. Some, but then again, some say, you know, the Doctor was Merlin and Gandalf, so it's okay. It's it's the ultimate crossover. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, so that's most of the Doctor Who news right now we have. Uh, Like I said, we'll talk about Dragon Con at the end of the show. So let's take a quick break, and we will be back in a moment, and we will be talking all about the Con Hey, Martha. What? Do you like nerd stuff? I do. And do you like adult beverages? I super do. (laughs) Well, then you should join us with a drink. With a drink! With a drink. Um, But first, let's talk nerdy. Clink! (laughs) On the ESO Network. We'll see you on Tuesday. Maybe next Tuesday. Maybe. Welcome back. Now we are going to be looking at Heritage for the fourth part of the Paternoster Gang audios. And we had three new episodes and stories for them to tell. We had Merry Christmas, Mr. Django, the Ghost Riders, and Rulers of Earth. It was interesting because this one, like I said at the beginning of the show, it ties everything up. It literally takes plots from the first three stories that they had. 
and combines it and brings it all to a close. First thoughts, what what did you guys think of this one compared to the other three that we reviewed? You know, I actually found this one to be the weakest of the ones we've listened to. Thank you. I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, mean, I, me too. Yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> But I mean, it's not that there weren't good parts, but it was not the writing just did not strike me as well as as the other three. Um, especially like I, I enjoyed the first one the most, probably because Jago's in it. <laughs> it was just nice to to have Jago there and fun to have him interacting with the rest of the gang. Um, but you know that's kind of a novelty thing. Oh, the, the stories were all kind of pedestrian, to be honest. And it there were parts where it wasn't even making sense in some at some points with the you know the ending. You didn't know who was talking because you had what three different lizard people in this one. <laughs> yes, there did seem to be a lot of lizard people. And. <laughs> And it was, it was just seemed real. But I understand your confusion. Yeah. And it was just like, and it was neat to see the character. Cause we had asked when they, you know, introduced the other gang, uh, you know, the other Santar and human and yeah, the Bloom, Bloomsbury. Exactly. Yep. And it, what Bloomsbury happened to the lunch? Cause we got some of them back in the last one we reviewed, but we didn't get the the Silorian, and it was just interesting that she came back for this one. And I had a feeling that they would, especially if they were going to be tying up everything about you know being the because they touched on you know Madame Vastra being possessed and everything, and you know losing control in the last one. And so they that just went came full out in this one. And it just felt like the story was just too rushed and didn't make too much sense. Yeah, I don't think rushed is the word you're looking for. I think a mess is a what me you're looking for. Convoluted. Uh, Convoluted is the word <laughs> I'm looking for. No, 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 no. That's too highfalutin. It was just a straight up effing mess. Um, like, uh, you know, I, um, you know, the, there's been a theme, I guess, in all of these stories, but it's been pretty loose. I mean, I don't think there's been a really set, strong mythological thread that's gone through the, all the sets, at least not that I can recall. Um, and so for this to attempt to kind of wrap it up seems just not really necessary because I think, you know, the general theme has been, it seems like, um, you know, a lot of the stories have dealt with things of items or events of the character's past, which makes, you know, that's pretty interesting stuff. Um, but, and this is really like, really just two stories, right? It's the Christmas story, which is I think a fun Christmas special. I, I liked it. It was a nice fun romp, uh, a little too silly at times, um, but uh, in an Adams family kind of way, uh, I kind of, I kind of dug it, especially uh, the stuff with Strax. Um, but then when we get to the, 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 the second one, there's, there's some really kind of cool ideas there. The fact that the ink comes to life and the book is the warning on the book is, is not, 
like, hey, this if you read this, you'll you'll get the warning. No, the warning on the book is like, don't open and read this book. Like, <laughs> it's really like um, I, I like that sort of switch up on it. And the fact that, you know, the book is there to keep the ink in uh, and, and, the, and the power in. And I, I, I liked all of that as far as concepts. But the execution was so poor, I think. And then um, uh, it's really like a two parter, but it's written by two different people. And it feels like it's written by two different people um, who didn't talk at all uh, and didn't compare notes at all. Um, and, uh, you know, I think throwing in uh, Vela just seems so like like random. And, and it just was confusing because they really didn't reintroduce her. You just sort of hear her and they mention another, you know, lizard person or whatever. And you're kind of like, uh, is this somebody new? That's why I understand your confusion, Mike, because I'm like, okay, how many? And a, and then one of the other women sounded a kind of like her as well. So there was, it was really hard to make out who which characters were which. Yeah. Um, plus, they, I don't think uh, Strax and Jenny gets a lot to do in the in the two parter. Really, not much that I felt was worthy of them. And no. uh, I just thought it was a mess. It was interesting yeah. too because Strax felt like a total buffoon in most all three of these stories. And, you know, he, he's the humor of it. And, you know, he was always, you know, damn you moon, you know, that whole thing. And he was always, you know, oh, we'll obliterate it, boy. You know, we'll take care of this, you know, but he, nothing he did in this worked. Nothing he, you know, it was, it was just, it was crazy. And the security system he created in the Christmas story was funny as heck, you know, and that partly was something that that worked really well so it was it was just interesting for me to find that but i didn't it didn't work though it, it's easy to lose strax's heart you know you it, it, it the heart isn't there underlying the buffoonery all it is is slapstick but um you know you don't really touch on you know what makes strax different is is his, from other santarans is his compassion which he tries to hide but it's always it's it's there but it's not it wasn't there so much in this one they just you know were kind of relying on gags and sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't but you know you kind he becomes a caricature if you do that and i think that's unfortunate because i think he's a great character and i actually think he and jenny play really well together but like mike said you don't you don't get enough of them in, in the last two stories are sort of shunted to the side. And it's almost like we already had Vastra um, sort of losing herself in the last, you know, one we listened to. I, did, we, did we need a recap of that? You know, that, that? That's what it felt like. And and the voices, I think the voices got to be too much sometimes like they just they went too far they became too bombastic or they were just trying to play they sounded like you know a snide snidely whiplash you know they were just like ooh, 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 you know and it's like come on well, exactly. you know? I, I am the ghost it's like yeah <laughs> I don't know if it had a, like, if this was a, I mean, I, it had to be a factor, but I don't know if this was a prevailing factor in, in what that might've been like, might've caused that. But 
this was filmed this was recorded during uh, the lockdown so they weren't together uh and i think it's the first time they when they this particular group when they were doing this uh was not together uh they were all separate and um and usually with big finish they like to record you know folks together in the studio and they didn't have that option so i think for that you know when i learned about that i was kind of surprised at how well it did come across because I, I mean, that's tricky to record every, as you know, Mike, it's difficult to record everybody on separate tracks and then in <laughs> different times and then mix it together so that it seems like people are just in the same room having a conversation. And I think for the most part, big finish. And I think we've seen, we've listened to another one of their adventures that they've recorded during the lockdown as well. And I think big finish has done a really good job, like masking that um and 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 taking uh like sort of uh adjusting to that handicap so i didn't feel like that was was too much of a, a diso- disassociation i think it was just more like the script uh to me especially in the second two the first one like i said i think it was just fun and i really like the introduction i think this is the first time we've seen uh henry gordon jago introduced like in this group right uh we've seen we've we've seen him with river uh, but not with uh, with the Paternoster gang as yet. I know that Strax has had some adventures with them in their set, but uh, yes. but uh, it, he was fine. He he sort of clicked with them as well. It was fun to have him in there, and I think he worked really well off all of the characters as well. No, they all played out well together. There was a familiarity, but especially between Django and Strax, and that's what made it even better. Because they knew each other. And I liked that, you know, he wasn't the main focus either. He was there as just a supporting character. It wasn't just the story is about, you know, Mr. Django, you know, type thing. And, you know, they tied it into him and the orphans because it was a Christmas story. But it was it was done very, very well. So yeah, it I, felt like a Christmas story. I mean, it felt like a Doctor Who Christmas story. I thought, yes, I thought yeah. they did a good job with that one. And I mean, it wasn't profound or anything, but it, it wasn't meant to be. You know, it's just like like Mikey G said, it was a fun romp, and uh, and and it worked well on that level. And and I really enjoyed um, having Jago there. And, and in fact, it was kind of the other two are kind of jarring <laughs> after that <laughs> because it, it's just a very different tone. <laughs> It's yeah. like, yeah, because yeah. they, they kept on jumping. Oh, there's a mermaid. Oh, there's a thing without it's a tongue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, it was just like jumping around and it, it, they didn't know where they were going with it. They knew the end point, but they just didn't know how to get there. And it was just like, nah, I'm thinking, no, it just did. It didn't win for over for me. Yeah. They kind of, I think the season you know, series, whatever, finale. Um, it was just kind of a mess. Um, and I, I, I wish, um, you know, like I said, I think there's some really cool ideas there. Um, but they just didn't integrate them well enough. And, uh, and some of them did, did as, as Mary pointed out, border on repetitive, um, there were some nice scenes, uh, Vastra and, and Jenny, um, you sort of confirming their relationship at the end was nice, was, uh, you know, but then it seemed like it, 
it was over and it went on for like another 10 minutes. And I was yeah, like, that I was ending. Like, <laughs> it just went on and on and on. Just, just when you thought it was done. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, when I was listening to the behind the scenes stuff at the end, the bonus material, um, they don't really spend a lot of the time talking about the story and, and everything about this, the two-parter. They really more talk about the effects and the music and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, um, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's, it's like almost they know. They know that eh, yeah. maybe it didn't really work. Um, uh, and I think, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of talked about this with River uh, in, in sort of like what, like sort of their as 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 good as Big Finish is, ultimately a lot with a lot of these things they're handicapped because they can't change the characters. They can't have them grow in any sort of significant way. Um, and so and plus they can't like you know they can't do the reverse. They can't kill anybody off. So you know everybody's safe at least all our main characters anyway. And um, and with nobody with no growth it's it's really hard to make a compelling story if nobody if just every every time they goes to the status quo yeah, yeah. i mean i yeah i agree um although i think we've we've praised this series because despite that those those you know handicaps if you will um they still have managed to produce some really good, interesting, entertaining stories. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately in this last set, it's that it, you know, a lot of weight is on the two parter and it just doesn't, it's doesn't just, fly. Yeah. And that was just unfortunate. I mean, if this was the, you know, if people are listening to this and I know we're spoiling it and everything, but if people are listening to this and they haven't heard it, um, don't start with this one. <laughs> <laughs> the for first, god's sake the first you know? one's really good start with the first one yeah i mean i think we we i mean i was even of the opinion that this series up until now was the best big finish series i'd ever heard like it just was so good i think and consistent in quality and in entertainment um and and then they kind of screwed the pooch here and i was really disappointed in that no agreed I agreed with that. This was the weakest of the four. And if, you know, somebody was going, hey, you know, I want to listen to the Paternoster gang. I love them on Doctor Who. I'll say go start from the beginning. Start. Yeah. In the, yeah. yeah don't and, just jump around. And end with the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bother with the wrap up. I mean, to be fair, it, it's hard when you just say to a writer, okay, wrap everything up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wrap everything up with these threads that are just so loose and we've never really tried to connect them. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that is difficult. I mean, you, we've seen it so many times. If you're going to do a series, get the same, if you can't get the same writer, get at least the writers on the same page, you know, um, and have a plan going in. Each one of these sets should have had, well, I think each one of these sets did have a, a consistent writer. I think the guy who wrote the, um, Matt Fitton, I think, who wrote the the end, the last episode, has written episodes in all of the uh, box, uh, all of the series. I think um, all the parts, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so at least they had one person who kind of was aware of it. Um, that said, uh, I will say that Nev, Katrin, and Dan are still 
incredible. And I, I love them as characters. I love hearing them interact, whether it's together or teaming up, like separate, whatever. Um, and I, I just love this series and I want this to continue. I mean, this came out in what, October of uh, 2020. So almost two years ago. Yeah. Um, and we have had heard nothing about any new ones. No, there's uh, hasn't that been to me anything. Is, yeah. Right. That to me is a crime. Uh, yeah, I want more. Be I certainly don't want it to end on this note. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a real shame if they don't bring them back because they are so wonderful together. Their, their chemistry and their interactions are just so much fun. E- even in a weaker story, they're still fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's, it, it's fun because the characters know each other so well, the actors know each other so well. And you could tell, you know, if I was in a, doing a scene with Dan Starkey, I'd be laughing my ass off with some of the things he <laughs> says and for them not to be cracking up about it and everything is that alone takes a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think I've mentioned before bits of dialogue at times, which are my favorite. And I do have a favorite piece of dialogue here. Uh, I do believe this is in the second story towards the end when uh, uh, Jenny and, and Stax are, are, um, are, are, are sort of being a, uh, attacked by the trees or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Strax says, like, we should retreat. And Jenny says, whatever happened to when in doubt, attack. And Strax's response is, there is no doubt. On this occasion, we are overwhelmed. <laughs> like, it's just like... <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I thought that was clever. Uh, very fun. As, as has already been pointed out, the two of them are great when you team up together. I think that's the other sad thing, is that we, uh, in both, in well, all three stories, really, but I call them two, because one was a two-parter, but in all three stories... Uh, Vastra's doing her own thing. Like she's separated from the other two, and I think that's a real shame and a real like they should they should mix it up on who teams up with who. Um, I did so I've, that yeah, uh, I found that interesting. I didn't, you know, I now that you said it, it's like oh crap, you know that type of thing. Yeah, well, they it, kind of made that a theme because it was you know Vastra and Jenny are fighting <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, in the first story, like she, Vaster's there with Alice, and in the second story, she spends she's spending time with uh, I can't remember the other lady's name, but uh, um, um, Edith something, Edith Renner. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, it's it's supposed to give some drama to her and Jenny's relationship, maybe, but I just didn't feel. Yeah, it's it's it, fake really. drama. It's forced drama. Yeah, and it doesn't make any difference. At the end, it's just like we, lo- you know, love you, mean it. Okay, bye bye. Yeah. You know, like it's just like <laughs> well, there's no real emotional stakes there. No, it, not at all. It's just it's just a plot device, but um, they're not. There's nothing underlying it to make you really feel like like something is going on. No, which I think a... is a weakness. Uh, is a real weakness of the two parters. They just lose the emotional underpinning you know it just becomes like getting from from step one to step two to step three okay i gotta tie up this and tie up this and tie up this and and i got unfortunately a million characters to work with because they keep bringing in (laughs) characters 
And it's so it's like Mikey G said, it just becomes a big mess. Yeah. And it, not, it just not only do I have the characters, all the characters from the first part, but now I'm going to introduce uh, or reintroduce uh, Vela. You know, it's like, oh, okay, just pop someone else in there and and expect. Oh, and and the uh, I don't know what accent that guy was doing, like some European duke or whatever. But I was <laughs> like, I was like, you know, yeah, I couldn't yeah, figure that out. I'm like, is he? <laughs> is he? He sort of sounds like the bad Dracula. Or I know, and it was funny <laughs> as hell because he was supposed to be like the true, you know, ruler, the true heir to the crown of the of England, and he was just like where from transylvania you know because you know they even brought in like with the the brawny prince and everything from scotland it was just like yeah no that is so not a scottish accent i don't know what that was yeah i don't I, at first i thought it was dan starkey just like having fun but i was like no this is somebody else doing something else i don't know what so i mean I I looked it up and he's a real guy, uh, you know, Archduke uh, Albert France um, uh, from Vienna, Austria, Hungary. So I guess, you know, that's what they sound like. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I didn't get I didn't get the reference when I was listening to it. And uh, I just thought his 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 involvement in it inserted there just seemed forced and unnecessary. And and it didn't feel like it fit with the rest of the tone of the the, the, the story no, i mean he was completely unnecessary character in the story <laughs> i mean he yeah. did not need, need to be there in order to tell the story yeah again interesting thing you could probably do something with but not played out here no agreed and that's the interesting thing too because they threw in too many characters, too many storylines, and it was just like it was too muddled. I had I listened to the second one twice, and it was it still didn't make sense. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah. got a lot of set pieces too, which doesn't make doesn't help. No, and they're on doesn't. a train, and they're in a factory, and then they're set the at the uh paternoster gang's house and all this other stuff in between and you're just like i don't know who's where or what yeah when you're in audio i mean i found that i've had a problem with that with big finish before in some of their stories where they just they put so much in them that you get totally lost because it's very hard in audio you know to it's not like in vid, in in video where if somebody's in a dream in a train and then they get off and they're walking through the station and then they're in the street. Well, it's obvious you can see, see them, but it's much harder to do in audio. And I think they'd be better off just, just limiting, um, you know, the stage, just, just have them stay in a place for a while. <laughs> they don't always have to be running, you know, around from, from place to place because it just makes it even more confusing, especially when you have similar voices, which has happened the last couple of times also. I remember, I think we talked about that in the last one too, which I liked more, but um, but still there were some voices that were a little too similar. Yeah, I think they need to, um, you know, really take a page from like a lot of things that are going on now and hire more like different 
ethnicities, different voices so that you can really use the audio to tell and you can really separate mm-hmm. the characters. Um, I think that that helps instead of, you know, having some guy put on some accent that obviously, and I think we've talked about that with some of the other audios there. Some of the guys have, some of the characters, uh, actors are doing these weird, stupid accents. And I'm like, it's hard for me to take this story seriously when this, this actor is choosing to do this accent. When you just sound ridiculous. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, if it's a light story, like the Christmas one, then that's fine. But, um, you know, if you're trying to wrap up everything in an exciting two-parter uh, finale, you know, that's that's not the time. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> That's and not the time. If you're doing a villain, you don't have to do this over-the-top, you know, ridiculous, bombastic voice. You know, that, that, that doesn't have to connote a villain. And that, doesn't, no, make, but that will... doesn't make an audio adventure either. No, but I I do think I, I, yeah, the way it's written, sure. But I do think Nev plays really well. Like, like when, when she goes all in and becomes, uh, I, I I can't remember the name of the entity. It starts with an A. Anora. Anora. Anora, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, her voice is chilling. Um, some of the things that she says, she delivers them in such a way that I'm like, Wow. I can picture it in my head and she's just full blown, like evil. Um, you know, she stops short at eating people. Cause so I think there, that tells us that there's some Vastra still in her. She, but you know, God help you if you're a canary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, also the whole, well, that was actually just me getting in touch with my dark side thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really, really. <laughs> How many times have we watched that? You know, and yeah, something exactly. else. I maybe, maybe you should have thought of a different solution there. Yeah, there's a better ways to do it. You know, and you know, overall, if I had to rate this one, I would give it like a two and a half out of five. And you know, I think that's being generous on this. And I think the two is coming from the Christmas story because the other part, no. Uh, I mean, if we're getting around to rating it, um, you know, I think the Christmas one I'd give is a solid four to uh, the others. The others. Yeah. Maybe two and a half. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd probably give a four to the first one, maybe a two <laughs> to the two parter. Cause it just really falls apart there, even though there are, I mean, there are some good moments in it and i actually i didn't i was fine with the way nev was doing the voice i was more thinking of the the guy who was doing the side characters that oh i don't even know like i couldn't even figure out who that was um and then you know the guy who had his uh, tongue cut out who was moaning all the time i was like this is just <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah, yeah. I, like i'm like really it's an audio and the guy you you choose a character that has his tongue cut out exactly <laughs> I, I, you I mean, I, I get it from a, you know, if you're in the writer's room, you're like, oh, that could be fun. Let's do that. Right. But then I think you forget that people are going to be listening to this. And and when they're listening, nine times out of 10, they've got their earbuds or their headphones on. So it's going straight to their brain. <laughs> and if you come up with an obnoxious sound, 
over and over and over again, that just is not a pleasant way to spend an hour. No. I no. mean, maybe if it just maybe if it was just once, it would have been okay, but it, but it was over and over again. Yes, uh, yes. It was it was to the point where the guy was like mumbling or whatever he was doing. He was trying it seemed like he was trying to say something and I it didn't there was no payoff. There was no like we never found out what he was trying to say, if he was trying to warn the guy or what, but it was just, yeah, it was just awful. It, I, yeah, like I said, a mess. Um, but I do want to make sure I make it clear that this set as a whole, Heritage 1 through four, three and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one through, three, and a, three and a quarter. <laughs> one, through, one through three, three and, and third. Yeah, three and third, right, exactly, is so good. And so fun and i think they do a lot of things right that i wish they would do with the river song series which is if you can't use the doctor stop talking about the doctor like if you can't like stop trying to reference stuff just let them have adventures i mean i think the doctor's name was dropped for the first time in this whole set during the two-parter which i was like whoa that's cool um and it makes it special. It makes it stand out instead. And there was some references to other Doctor Who things. Of course, we have Jago in this one and some other characters pop up. But for the most part, this series doesn't need any of that. This no. series, can, these characters are strong enough that they can have adventures on their own and it still be really exciting and thrilling. And that's what we got for at least three of the sets. Uh, three, Yeah, three of the sets here. And I can't recommend them highly enough. I mean, they're just so good. I love the theme, you know, uh, which, as we know, is not always the case. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's perfect. And, you know, listening to this uh, really made me really, you know, want a series with them. Oh, uh, a live action so. series. I don't think we're ever going to get it, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Why... One of the behind the scenes was about the the composer because he does a really good job mm-hmm. you know, throughout the whole series. It really adds to it. It doesn't. It is not annoying. It doesn't detract from it. It doesn't become its own thing. It just works really well with the stories. You know, very much so. And that was kind of that's the cool thing about it is, you know, these are characters I love, and I don't want this to be the last thing I see with them in or hear them in. Yeah. Because I want them, I want them back. I want to see what's next for them and what kind of adventures. I would almost love, and this is crazy talk right now, but wouldn't it be kind of neat to see an animated version of them as a spinoff series? I could totally see them working as an animated series. I could see that working as well. Uh, by the way, Joe Kramer is the uh, this is the music. I just want to make sure we give him a proper point out uh, shout out because he he's he does an amazing job. I wish they had hired him for River Song. Yes. Oh, oh yes. wow. <laughs> yeah. But he also yeah. works for other, uh, he's done some other, like, he does Missy, the Missy series, which is kind of cool. It's making me want to listen to that more. Um, and uh, he works a lot with um, uh, some of the, the Jerry Anderson properties, like Thunderbirds and Space 1999 uh, stuff for Big oh, Finish. Cool. So. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with them in the future and, you know, where we go with it. Any final thoughts? I want to see them cross over with River. I was about to say the same thing. I really was. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It would be, yeah. I would love to see River and them have an adventure. Um, 
uh, non-doctor related, of course. Uh, but I think that would be an interesting dynamic uh, there for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I want more. That's the bottom line. Uh, I want more Paternoster gang. Uh, please don't let it end this way. <laughs> uh, uh, give us, give us another series. Um, another series. I, I would love that. I would, man, I would jump at the chance to participate and write some of this stuff. Cause it's just, it's so inspiring. I love it so much. No, good point. Very good point. Any thoughts with, uh, would you want to see them, come back otherwise you know other than with river song do you think there's an interest or i don't even know because big finish doesn't give like ratings or anything either no only they know i mean i i i you know if i ever see them at another convention or whatever i'd love to ask them what the possibility is and certainly tell them i want more (laughs) like let them know like hey i don't know if you know this but you need to make more of these yeah exactly you don't know it, but you do want to do it. You do. <laughs> exactly. Damn it, the force isn't working about this. Oh, well. That's a whole different... And, and, and you know, the, the, the sort of the really sad, saddest thing about this whole thing is that usually, and I think on the other three, I, and usually with Big Finish, I'm able to, like, be sharp enough and, like, you know, if there's a sale by Bulkin Head or whatever... I realized I didn't have this series uh, when we, when we went to, when I went to record this, I was like, Oh, I guess I got to buy it. And of course I got to pay full price, which is like 25 bucks. And I'm like, and after listening to it, I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. This one wasn't worth it. <laughs> this one wasn't worth it. Yeah. yeah I, I'm buying it and I'm sending big finish a message to make more, but that's what I'm using my $25 to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, and also, you know, I just I love them because they're like a, they're a found family. You know, we don't have that a, a lot, and um, there's just something really nice about how all these sort of people who were outliers in society found each other and bonded together. And there's just something very sweet and wonderful about that. And I really hope Big Finish doesn't lose that because they work so well together. No, agreed, agreed, agreed. So you know, hopefully. Like we keep on saying, fingers crossed. So that is going to wrap up this episode for tonight. Feedback, of course, is feedback at earthstationwho.com. All right, I've been promising you guys Dragon Con news. Dragon Con, we will be doing a panel. That's right. Earth Station Who is doing a look back at the 13th Doctor. And we promise, promise, can't guarantee it, but it won't be all Chibnall bashing. I hope not. <laughs> that it'll be 95%. Yeah. Okay, good. Either way. Either way. We haven't decided. So we are going to be in the basement of the Hilton in Galleria 7 at 4 p.m. on Friday at Dragon Woo-hoo. Con. So, you know, try to find us. Uh, the usual brick tracks room is Galleria 5. We are around the corner from it. So if you get to the brick tracks room, keep on walking. Go past the podcasting track like you're going to what is it, Trader Vic's, and we're right on the way to Trader Vic's. You'll see Galleria 7. Hopefully they'll have well, some. Well, I'm not going to make it then. If I have to go by Trader Vic's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm going to have to take another route because it's going to be too tempting for me to go right into Trader Vic's. Well, you know, Mikey, you know, be strong, as we like to say. I think you could do it. Maybe. Possibly. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. 
So yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun and we are going to have ribbons to give out while we're there. We Woo. have Earth Station Who ribbons that we will be giving out at the panel and throughout the weekend. If you find either myself, Mike, or Mary, we will have some Earth Station Who ribbons and some of the other shows that we are doing. So it should be a ton of fun. And you know what? I think it's just going to be great seeing everyone at Dragon Con. And so we are going to be taking a quick break after that. We'll need time to recover, folks. And we are going to be back again in mid-September, we are going to be back on, I think, around the week of, as of right now, we are planning on the week of the 15th of September, and we are going to be doing Tooth and Claw. We're going to be looking at the 10th Doctor era. We have, so it's going to be fun talking about werewolves, so, and taking part and taking place pretty much in the same era as the Paternoster game, so pretty cool oh wow that's interesting yeah ding exactly (laughs) so very interesting stuff so definitely check us out hope you guys have a great rest of your summer thank you for everyone for all your support we've been getting decent numbers for the live episode we did last time and you know what we got some great stuff still planned for you guys coming in 2022 so don't give up on us as we like to say on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, thank you as always. And as always, it's my pleasure. And Mary Ogle, we will be seeing you at the con. Thank you for, as always. Yes, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And how can people find your artwork? They can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Excellent. Be safe, everybody. Take a nice trip in the TARDIS. And if you're coming to Atlanta for Dragon Con, we will see you there. Peace, and we are done. Just be safe. Yay. Yay, everybody. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.